Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey y'all, we're back. Another episode of Damsels in Detroit. This is episode 58. Yay. And we're talking about charcuterie today. So I'm very, very, very excited because if you have been to my house, you already know what the deal is. Okay. I love charcuterie. So let's get into Victoria's bio so we can learn more about Detroit Charcuterie Company. <laughs> Victoria is the owner of Detroit Charcuterie Company. The brand was established in February 2021, born from Victoria's love of all things cheese. Victoria has been making cheese boards for entertaining and as gifts for friends and families for years, so charcuterie is not a new concept for her. Detroit Charcuterie Company's mission is to elevate each charcuterie board, box, and grazing table by marrying high-quality ingredients with sophisticated design. It's literally art you can eat. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Everyone, this is Victoria's first podcast. It is. Why are you telling everybody? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel special when it's like somebody's first time because then I feel like they always end up going to go on 20 other shows. Other shows. Like, look at you. <laughs> you had it in you all along. <laughs> okay, well, I'm ready to hop right in if you're ready. Yes, let's do it. All okay. right. Um, first question. So you started your business this year. Uh-huh. I don't know why I felt like it was last year, but also what no. is time? Yeah. So Detroit Charcuterie Company, like the real company, mm-hmm. is just it's new. It's from February. Okay. Before that, so me and my husband own a private event hosting company. It's called okay. Revel Events. Mm-hmm. And so we were doing these um, like private events so it was kind of based off of like all the like fine dining experiences that we had like traveling and things like that and so during the pandemic it's like okay all the restaurants are closed but we love restaurant life mm-hmm. like we like the fanciness like the you know just like all the the vibe of it all yeah. right and so you know like we started hosting these dinner parties and almost every dinner party we would have a charcuterie board mm-hmm. um, and so when we couldn't have the events anymore um, because of COVID, then, you know, like, we were getting inquiries for, like, catering and things. So, they were okay. like, okay, like, we love y'all food. Like, can you, <laughs> can you just, like, make something? And then um, we started getting more orders for, like, just the board. So, okay, I don't I don't want the whole thing, but, like, you know, those boards that you make, like, can I get one of those? Okay. And so I felt like, dang, like, I don't want Revel Events to be, like, Revel Boards. So yeah. let me just, like, <laughs> splinter this. Yeah, <laughs> let me just splinter this into something totally different. And even with Revel Events, so... I've said this a million times. I'm not great at social media, okay? Okay. So I was like, okay, Revel Events had maybe like 200 followers at the time. And so I was like, I also want to challenge myself to see if I can grow a brand, right? Mm -hmm. Because it just wasn't working with Revel Events. Like the people who knew about us like rocked with us. But, you know, like people didn't really know about us. So I didn't do the thing where you tell like all your friends and family like, hey, y'all. And then plus like this was like, we we have like some other businesses too so I don't okay. like hey here's another, <laughs> another business <one>. right <laughs> right and so yeah like I started it I didn't tell anybody uh my friends were like is this you like this, is, this looks like your stuff like is this you and I was like yeah that's me like go ahead and follow but when I so the how I grew it is I actually 
influencers mm-hmm. like that because I was like I don't know how to do the social media thing let mm-hmm. me find people who may be on this wave like who look like they like like fancy things wow, thank <laughs> you so yes. and so wow. you were the, you were actually the first person oh. who I reached out to and I think when I reached out to you I had this host be like look I don't have any followers but if you want I was like if you want free charcuterie like you just post it if you don't like it don't post it I do right? remember you saying yeah. that <laughs> yeah and so you did and then I went from like I think maybe I had like 30 followers to like 200 and something Period. followers Come yeah like now. after you <laughs> and then I I gifted to J'adore Detroit mm-hmm. so Candace and Lowe over there um who else realtors mm-hmm. um but then I gifted to Elle the foodie mm-hmm. who I've been following from my personal page for a while. Yes. Like she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And she posted on Twitter. I don't even have Twitter, but I guess today she posted it. It was like a flood of mm-hmm. followers coming in. And so that's really how I grew my brand. I was just like through y'all. It's only been since February, that's but saying. I feel like this is a big deal for me. I was like, if I reach 500 followers, like I made it. And right. You're like 1600. Right. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little over 1600. And it was all organic. And I was like, I want to try to see, can I do it? And I was like, I'm just going to put a product out there that hopefully, you know, like people can not only just appreciate the aesthetic, but they can also appreciate the quality of mm-hmm. the products. And here we are. I loved both. <laughs> it was beautiful. I almost like didn't even want to touch it. Like uh-huh. I, so as soon as I open the box, of course, like I go for the grapes first because that's my uh-huh. favorite part. But when I was just staring at it, I'm like, this. The salami looks like roses. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I'm like, she put a little thing of honey in here. It was just so cute. And yes. I was like, this is probably one of the best, like, boxes I've ever seen. Aww, and, and I'm not so just much. saying that because you're sitting I here. I know, it right? Really, like, <laughs> it was really pretty because I posted on Twitter, too. And people yeah. were like, uh, what's her handle? Like, where? And so I was, like, telling people, like, y'all need to y'all need to get on. <laughs> yes. And they did. So yes. I'm glad. I'm happy. Okay. So, charcuterie is a mm-hmm. French word. Yes. Okay, represents the art of preparing cured meats and meat products, according to Google. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the term has become very popular now, especially in America. We've seen people say shark coochie boards. Yes, I love that. <laughs> I love when they call it shark coochie. <laughs> That's what I'm going to title the episode. <laughs> yes, you, should, you totally should do that. <laughs> um, so now we've seen stuff that I feel like it it's related to charcuterie, but then sometimes mm-hmm. you see people like, it's a breakfast charcuterie board. And it's like, <laughs> sis, no, it's not. This is just a breakfast board. Right. It's a, it's a board. Um, but guilty. But <laughs> I feel like people be like, if it's on a board, it's charcuterie. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah. So that's like the kind of like the popular stance right now. So I when I first did it, I didn't know that like charcuterie boards and boxes were so big. Like I've always loved eating them. Like whenever we travel, like we always like get charcuterie. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like the, it's really like a graze craze. So I guess the more appropriate word would be like okay. a grazing board or a grazing box. Mm-hmm. But if you're being a traditionalist, then yeah, yeah charcuterie <laughs> is the, is the meat because yeah, some people say, okay, charcuterie, but then there's like no cured meats or anything right. on there. But we all know it's, we, it's fine. We reinvent, you know, <laughs> right? Like, remix it, make it, make it whatever we want it to be. <laughs> but what can people expect from a Detroit Charcuterie Co. board or box? Ooh, so the first thing you can expect is um, 
a curated box. So I am empathic. And so I like to kind of get a feel for what the person likes. Mm -hmm. I get it right most of the time. Like sometimes they're like, hey, could you not ever put blue cheese on my thing? Uh, I I know, right? But people do not like blue cheese. Like if it were up to me, like a blue cheese would be on every boxing Mm -hmm. board. Like I have, so I bought um, Evan a board here and it has a blueberry Stilton on there, which is like a blue cheese with some blueberries in it. Cause (laughs) see, I knew, see, I'm I'm telling you, I'd be knowing. I can't wait to be <laughs> But I'll try to like fit it to their personality. So um you know like everybody doesn't like spicy cheese but I'll say you know what like this person seems like they may like mm-hmm. spicy cheese. Damn, I like spicy cheese. Too. Right. So, so I try to like curate it to what I get a feel from the person. Um what you can expect is randomness. So I don't like to say hey this will be on there. If somebody specifically asks for something then I'll you know like I'll meet any right. um you know like do it to their specifications but most of the time I'm just freestyling based on what I get but what you can always expect is that your cheese will be quality mm-hmm. okay um everything will be fresh uh, i have a thing for the grapes being like crunchy so i try my best sometimes you just can't find crunchy yes. grapes and I, i'm sad when i can't i'm like oh my god i'm putting it's- these like semi hard grapes on this board but <laughs> i like them to be crunchy Same. and then i just like to decorate it to make it look super pretty like mm-hmm. we eat with our eyes first right yeah. and so in all of my dining experiences the food that i've enjoyed most has been both beautiful but also delicious and that's just what I'm trying to recreate with the boards that makes sense Mm -hmm. so okay we talked about that beautiful box that you gave me that I loved (laughs) but how long does it take you to put one of those together and how long does it take you to do like a full grazing table Uh, okay grazing tables the prep can be hours. Okay. So you need to, you know, like wash all the fruit, let mm-hmm. it dry, cut all the cheeses, make all the little flowers, like get all your meat together and you got to pack it up and you got to refrigerate it. So if you, if you prep, well, then it takes um, me about 90 minutes to do like a 30 to 50 person grazing table. Okay. And that's just like giving myself enough time. I usually try to like finish a little bit under that. So that way people aren't like walking in as I'm finishing up mm-hmm. um, a box. Again, if you, it just depends on how prepped you are. Like preparation is the biggest part of like ensuring that you're not spending all day putting boards together because uh, cheese is good at room temperature. But if it sits too long excuse me it's gonna like sweat yeah um it's gonna get gross Mm -hmm. and so you know like you want to work as fast as you can and you can do that by being prepped so um if i'm well prepped i can put um like a 10 inch border box together in about 15 minutes okay if i'm not and i gotta like (laughs) find all my stuff then it may take closer to an hour so i try to be prepped because most of the time i'm doing like multiple boards or boxes at one time yeah yeah now how do you like cap the number of orders you take Mm -hmm. per day or per week yes because i have a full-time job so, so, <laughs> you're a mom too, yeah right? i have two children who are small who yeah. like need me they can't just go do their own thing right. <laughs> and if you've picked up from me on like a saturday you've probably seen my kiddos hanging out <laughs> with me um but dang what what, is, what was the question um yes. wow i just forgot what i asked you um wow what's wrong with this it's the end of the day it's i know right i just asked you the cap oh the cap oh my goodness thank you so much I'm getting old child (laughs) uh uh, yeah so 
uh, like a few weeks ago that let me know like where my limit was okay. so uh, a few weeks ago I had on one day eight different orders oh, wow. and I was like this is madness and I had just <laughs> did like a few orders before that so that was a Saturday I had orders on Friday and also on Thursday and so um I, don't know, I play it by ear it depends on like what I have going on that week so I'm a um, I'm a professor for an online graduate program. Oh, wow. okay. And so if it's a heavy grading week, then I'll just put a notice up there like, hey, like I'm done. For the week. Like I'm taking <laughs> as many orders. Um, or if I have a grazing table, that pretty much locks up like two days. So one day for prep and then the next right. day to do it. So it all just depends. But I would say at this point, like if I have more than like six, I, I would say like six to eight is like, where I'm not feeling like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. Eight <laughs> yeah. seems like a lot. Uh huh. Especially yeah. if you're putting, now it's one thing if everything is the same, but mm-hmm. because it's not, and because I know the way that you're doing it, it's like you're getting your own personal, like fresh block. Yes. This is not yeah. like, oh, I split this in half and gave <laughs> right. one to you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, what are some of your favorite types of cheeses? Ooh, um, so I personally, personally love French cheeses. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a stinky one. I can't figure out what is called right now. I know, right? And then sometimes it can be deceiving because it'll smell really bad, but then it'll have like this very soft flavor. Um, I want to say Miwah, um, but Camembert Brie. Um, I also love Raclette. So it's a meltable cheese. I, you have like this special thing. Uh, they're all kind of devices to serve raclette because you melt it slowly and then I'll like put it over like roasted potatoes or put it onto some toast or something like that Mm -hmm. so that's one of my favorites and then people think it's basic but manchego is really a great cheese (laughs) like that was probably like one of my like gateway cheeses Mm -hmm. that's how I got into cheeses is that I went to a tapas bar and they have like these things called pinchos Mm -hmm. I hope I'm saying that correctly if I'm not please just let me know (laughs) um and it was manchego kink's pace and chorizo and it was like the most beautiful thing i had ever put in my mouth Mm -hmm. and so now even when i'm doing cheese boards if i put manchego on there i try to put like a jam that's similar to kink's or i try to definitely make sure that there's chorizo on there too so yeah those are some of my favorites what's your favorite kind of cheese my favorite kind of cheese i like salty cheeses Mm -hmm. so i like uh at Trader Joe's, they have, like, this, like, Tuscany. Oh, yes. I use that you know, one a lot. Yeah. I, I love uh-huh. a Because I like to pair, like, a saucy with, like, a big, like, like a, a Yeah, jam. like a jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, a good crack, like, a very nice buttery cracker. Yeah. Or a piece of, like, toast. Yeah, the best is if you cut up a baguette, you put butter on it, and then mm-hmm. you do it on the stove top or on the grill. That's, to me, like, one of the best vehicles for charcuterie because so, it just tastes so good. I've been making, like, a charcuterie-ish type sandwich. Uh-huh. What's on it? So, it's, <laughs> like, this Italian-ish bread, like a, here we go, Tuscan bread <laughs> <laughs> with apricot jam, mm. prosciutto, and, like, this. At Trader Joe's, they have this cheese called Unexpected Cheddar. I love Unexpected Cheddar. I put that in a lot of my boxes because it's like, it's so, I love how it's aged and you get that saltiness, you get the crystallization. Mm. It's definitely an Unexpected Cheddar. Yes. (laughs) And then you toast the, it's like you're making a grilled cheese, so it's warm. Yes. So good. Oh my goodness, that sounds amazing. Um, (laughs) 
And that's why I feel like <laughs> I was laughing at myself the other day because I'm like, I skip lunch a lot because mm-hmm. when I make lunch, it's stuff like that. So I'm like, you just spent <laughs> half of your lunch break making this sandwich. Right, making sandwich. a sandwich. Right, and you could have just... <laughs> You know, simplify it. See, or you could just prep all the stuff before, like have all your ingredients in the little bag. Right. Portion out your jam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're right. I should do better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what are some of your charcuterie do's and don'ts? Okay, I say a charcuterie do is just, it has to taste good to you. Mm -hmm. So don't do it for... um, you know, like, oh, okay, I heard that this. If you like the cheese, then that's the kind of cheese you should have. I feel like, you know, like, there are, like, certain rules. Like, the old school rule is, you know, like, you have uh, something stinky, something soft, like, something okay. hard or, like, semi-hard. And I feel like a big do is just put on there what you like. Because you have to eat it. Yeah, you're the one who's eating it and mm-hmm. make it look cute. Like, I feel like you're more likely to get that sense of accomplishment and you mm-hmm. really feel like you're doing self-care. Um charcuterie don't um i don't know like don't just slap it on a plate like try to make it special like that's my thing when it Mm -hmm. comes to anything i taught myself how to cook during the pandemic and i got really good at it and i'm like whatever i do like i'm gonna make it fancy because i like fancy things Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make it fancy and i feel like you know like put some effort into it you know what i mean like and do also like look at pinterest like get inspiration from people like copy and recreate that's when i first first started making charcuterie boards for myself pinterest was a huge inspiration and then i'm a nerd so i'll like read books or get books on like how to put together Mm -hmm. charcuterie boards and stuff so i was just out of town in new york Mm -hmm. and i was at this little store Mm -hmm. and they had a book about charcuterie and i was like i feel like i should get this you should everybody should yeah i think it was telling you like different like setups and maybe like Mm -hmm. how to arrange stuff but i'm like this seems very interesting yeah i don't know the authors but something i like is that cheese plate will change your life i cannot remember who it's by but she's very famous Mm -hmm. um well she's a cheese influencer um one of my favorite (laughs) that's a thing that is such a huge (laughs) thing now um there is this really um cool person i forget her name too but her instagram is cheese sex death and she makes cheese so sexy like everything (laughs) about the cheese is sexy and she has a book going out like you can pre-order it i pre-ordered it because i'm like i want to i want everything about that but i feel like like do your research Mm -hmm. like put some effort into it and make it look nice yeah Mm -hmm. i need to figure out my career change now I think <laughs> right? I want to be right. and also if you're putting florals on it know which florals are edible or not because I see uh, like I'll see stuff where there's like baby's breath on that and baby's breath is like extremely toxic so I just a PSA I saw that today <laughs> I don't remember whose page I was looking at or who posted yeah. it or what but I was like that looks like something I just put in a vase recently <laughs> But that's good to know. Yeah, because some flower, like I took a, I was bored once upon a time a few years ago. And so I took like a floral design course mm-hmm. and it was like this long program. But I learned a lot about flowers, like how to process them and stuff. And sometimes like I'll use flowers that are decorative only. But if you do, like just don't have them touching the food right. directly. Yeah, like you can place them in a way where it's like in between a gap that's not directly touching mm-hmm. food. But That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your product offering? So you have a couple different boxes, mm-hmm. different sizes. Um, and I know like on the website, it says like, this is for a minimum of X people. This yes. Is for a maximum of yes. X. So. 
Yeah, so I have a few different offerings. Something I currently don't have is like a charcuterie for one type of situation, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that people have been kind of upset with me about because I used I'm to. Not mad I, I used to I ate that whole box by myself. Right, took me a couple to, of days. But. I used to have these mini boxes, but I'm like, it was so much where I was essentially doing them at cost because I want to make sure everything is nice. And I was just like, you know what? No, like this isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't working well for my bottom line. Right. So, um, but I have a medium graze box, um, and that feeds two to four, mm-hmm. and. This is like charcuterie isn't meant to be like your full meal. Like if it is, then maybe you should be a one person. (laughs) But it's supposed to be like shared and like Mm -hmm. an appetizer. And I have a large graze box. I think that feeds up to eight or ten. And again, I think that comes with like four different meats, six different cheeses. I should have did research on my own products before (laughs) coming on this podcast. But y'all can look at it. It's on the website. (laughs) Um, And then I have like these charcuterie cups, which are good Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, people are still kind of weird about COVID and stuff so they can be like individually wrapped um and it also offers like smaller portions so if you don't want to do like a whole grazing table you can do like a grazing cup table mm-hmm. um and then for corporate orders and larger orders I don't advertise this on the site but um I have like these uh like adult lunchable boxes um and so those are available for larger orders so usually I do those if they're like 25 or more okay mm-hmm I feel like the people that can't finish one of the boxes on their own, you just need to eat more. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the key to life, though? Like, just to eat more? more. (laughs) Because I had no trouble. I was like, let me just, I was like, okay, I'm going to eat a a quarter of this box today. Yes. We're going to do a little something tomorrow. I think I did share with my boyfriend, like, a little bit. A little bit. Look, I'm not saying it can't be done. (laughs) It can be done. I looked at it. I was like, challenge accepted. It's a service suggestions so do you (laughs) (laughs) what tips do you have when it comes to item placement so is there truly a method behind it or do you just kind of go like with whatever feels yeah so color theory is big so I did research on like color theory and like food Mm -hmm. like color theory and things like that and so if you put like yellows and browns together, just your brain is not going to view it as being appetizing. Okay. So like if you're using cheddar, I'll try to put cheddar by like something white or like something bright. The colors that you put next to each other will determine like kind of how appetizing it is. And for some people, like it may not matter, but mm-hmm. the psychology behind color like dictates that. Like even, okay. you know, like when um, manufacturers or like restaurants are figuring out like, okay, like we want to put the fries in this red cup because red cup makes people you know like eat more fries or whatever so it is important it's important how you place your colors I try to use um you know like lighter color items so like I use like a lot of white cheeses just because they go better with everything but Mm -hmm. if I have a cheese that's not white that tastes good like I'm still gonna use it like (laughs) so I'm not just I'm not like oh no like you can't have this cheese Mm -hmm. because it doesn't match I'll just figure out how to place it but by and large like you want to keep it kind of light and it depends on what your aesthetic is like if I'm doing something moody I'll do like a lot of purples and darker colors and things like that okay um but yeah like you want to avoid putting certain colors together I like look at it and just say like would I eat that like does that look good and then there again there are so many different examples like mm-hmm. online and things of like what nice charcuterie boxes look like and then it's subjective too so right. you know like put it together I, if you think it looks cute mm-hmm. then that's <laughs> all that matters right <laughs> 
So how do you cater to those with dietary restrictions? Because I know some people mm-hmm. are non-dairy, but still want to yes. have that experience. <laughs> some people got allergies. Yes, thank goodness for whole foods and vegan <laughs> cheese. Because, and I tasted it. More power to y'all who are eating the vegan no, cheese because it's, it's not my personal thing, <laughs> but it can be done. So I have vegan options that would include. So a vegan board would look like vegan cheese, a lot of fruit, some veggies, some hummus, some dairy-free crackers, um, nuts and things like that. Um, I have a halal um, option gluten-free a lot of my customers um you know like prefer a gluten-free option and then so that just um takes out anything that has gluten in it um and then vegetarian too so some people are like I like everything but I don't like the meat (laughs) or some people are like I don't eat pork and so any pretty much any um diets can be accommodated i haven't run into anything where i'm like oh okay i don't know how to do that i didn't know dairy-free crackers were a thing I didn't mm-hmm. crackers like dairy in like so yeah like there are crackers that are made like without like it'll say so you have and you also have to like read the instructions uh-huh. I mean read the, the ingredients label. really cool yeah so it'll if it says like contains milk okay um then like yeah that wouldn't be good for vegan like there are a few options I have to talk to somebody at Whole Foods about this because <laughs> I'm like I'm like what are good crackers for vegans that can't have dairy in it so yeah it's just like we you can make your own too on crackers oh yeah like wheat, water, other like, ingredients. Would it just be like you're making bread, but you just... It's flat, like, yeah. I don't even... <laughs> it's just, you know, some things just seem like you should just buy from the store. Like, mm-hmm. like people I'm, people are who are making crackers. Like, I have never personally made a cracker. Yeah. I've made bread lots of times, but right. I've never made a cracker. Yeah, I've never even seen... Mm-hmm, like flaxseed and stuff like that. Like they just put all kind of different oh, things. Oh, those in it. ones. Mm-hmm. All, okay, I've seen those. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking like a Ritz cracker. I don't no, know. you can't. No, those have butter in it. So you can't. Like I don't even know. Why would you even want to eat a dairy free Ritz cracker? I would be like, no, no, you That's can't. Where my mind went. So clearly, I'm not a dairy free girl. Because my mind was just like, oh. Yeah, no, like, I only know because I have to know about this stuff. It was, I was like, how do I, okay, what's a vegan cracker? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so just crackers that don't contain, like, milk. Now, did you have to learn that by, like, trial and error? Like, did you, did someone ask for a vegan box and you gave them... No, okay, because you could kill somebody. Like dietary restrictions very seriously. <laughs> Trial and error, as in that person died. No, like, like yeah, the first person actually like died from allergic reaction. Uh, no, but okay, I will tell you. One time, a customer told me, um no no hazelnuts right and i'm like okay. i never put hazelnuts on the mm-hmm. board but they had ordered so i have a, a box called like the total babe box that comes with like a complimentary um split of prosecco and then it's like the rest is a traditional box and then there's like a lot of sweet things on there mm-hmm. and stuff and i'm like i don't i never put hazelnuts in a box but okay like mm-hmm. thank you for letting me know I don't eat Pharrell Rochers, but I use them. Mm-hmm. Rochers got hazelnuts in them. I felt so bad because she looked and she. I, I'm delivering her the box and she's like, uh, "Do those Pharrell Rochers have uh, have hazelnuts in them?" 
Uh, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. <laughs> she was so cool. I was like, I can take it back and remake it and mm. bring it to you. Like, whatever you want to do. I just want to make it right because I really do care about my yeah. customers loving the product that they get. And she was cool. She was like, I'm just going to take it off and put something else on there. I was like, are you sure? And so I just, like, refunded her, like, part okay. of her um, money. And I was just so apologetic because okay. I was like, I could have literally killed that person. My allergies are very scary. I know. Yeah. So that I felt terrible about it. And I was like, that will never happen happening yeah <laughs> okay so next question is what type of wines do you recommend to pair with some of your boards oh okay so you can never go wrong with a sparkling wine or champagne that's my personal favorite mm-hmm. um chardonnays pinot noirs um Ziffendales, like those are all kind of like universal that'll go with a lot of different cheeses and then you know, like you can always ask me. So I have clients who will say, Hey, like, um, when you put the cheese in there, can you provide us with some wine recommendations too? I literally just did that for somebody. So I'll just go talk to, um, a cheesemonger or somebody who knows about wine. It's like, Hey, like what wines pair well with this? And so if anybody ever orders a box for me and you want to know what wines pair well, like I'll give you a custom recommendation, (laughs) but yeah, typically like those Chardonnays and sparkling wines. Um, I use a lot of Manchego and, um, chorizo so a cava will always go with those yeah so stay away from like the sweeter and try to go towards yeah just because like there's already i mean it's part again it's personal preference Mm -hmm. like i'm not a sweet wine person Mm -hmm. um but if i don't know like maybe if you're eating it with the blue maybe it could pair well just because the sweetness would bounce off of it you know what i mean so uh, again that's just another like do you personal preference situation (laughs) So you said charcuterie boards can sit out for about two hours before, like, the cheese starts to do its thing. Yeah, so um, I'm going to give some little food safety tips yes, right now. <laughs> so charcuterie needs to ideally be kept under 41 degrees, right? So when you get your charcuterie board or box from me, like, it'll be served to you, like, at that temperature. So if you're going to be outside or something, there's something called, like, the food danger zone. So mm-hmm. even for, like, most of the foods you eat, the danger zone is between, like, 41 degrees and like 135 degrees but it can stay in that range for four hours after four hours like you you need to toss it you know what I mean so um yeah like if you keep it out if you're having a party or a get together keeping it out for like two three hours should be fine because it wouldn't go that far especially if there's like air conditioning Mm -hmm. if you're outside you know like I feel like it gets a little more tricky you know like I would give it like maybe two hours outside okay Mm -hmm. how long can they stay in the fridge so if you don't finish Mm -hmm. How long can they keep? It depends on what's in there. The, f- the fruit will go bad before anything goes. Okay. Um, most of the time, like, the meats and the cheeses will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fruit will start to go bad. So I would say do a smell test. Like, if it smells yes. weird or if there's mold on a cheese that's not a moldy cheese, mm-hmm. then definitely, like, please don't eat it. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. <laughs> what would you say is the most preferred item um, amongst your customer and why do you think that is the most preferred item they know you know what it's so rare that a customer tells me that they want something I feel like whenever they're telling me that they want something they're asking for that spicy cheese okay. <laughs> like they're like they're like put some spicy cheese on it <laughs> um I'll I, I don't have a most preferred but the most thing that they want omitted is blue cheese they okay. just they will say like you can do do your thing just no blue cheese so i'm that way about goat cheese like mm-hmm. i 
Well, actually, <clears throat> what did I have recently? And I think it was goat cheese. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is not bad. I think it either had something in it or something on top of it. Uh-huh. Um, but goat cheese by itself, I have a really hard time. And I've tried really? multiple times. I don't know. Okay, what- I'm a, I'll give you. And it's one of my favorite goat cheeses. It's from Idle Farms, which is a Michigan mm-hmm. woman-owned... Um, what is it? What would it be called? Dairy or creamery? Mm-hmm. But the honey lavender, it's a spreadable goat cheese. And put that on like a fig cracker with some honey drizzle on top. And then if you if you don't, that will let you know. If you don't like that, then yeah, you don't like goat okay. cheese. <laughs> it's that but little twang on the back end. Right. It does have like a little get to here, get to here. Because at first, when you first bit it, you like, okay. I right, like this. it's good. And then you swallow, and it's just like... Ooh. No, try the Idle Farms Honey Lavender. They usually have it at Kroger, too. Okay. Like it's, I feel like that's where I've seen it the most, is at Kroger. But that, and then put just a little bit more honey on it, and it's amazing. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try it. Try it. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> where do you like to shop for your products? Okay, so I like to shop for my products. One, I'll go to Trader Joe's. I'll mm-hmm. see what they have first just because it's... The in a, right. Right, I was <laughs> saying, even though, like, you would be surprised. Like, when you do cheese shopping at Trader Joe's, like, you'll be going there like, okay, like, I think my budget is about 50. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it'll be 107.62, please. Like, when my mouth opens, like, but why? Like, <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> so cheese in and up, that's why... You know, God bless like the charcuteries because cheese and meat are not, you know, they're not cheap. Yeah. No matter where you get them from. I mean, maybe you could go to Aldi and get some stuff, but you know, like most of us aren't using those kind of ingredients. Like most of us right. are using quality ingredients. And especially if you go to like the cheese shop, you know, mm-hmm. like you're going to spend a little bit more. So I'll go to Mongers because sometimes they have stuff that I just can't find like in the store. Um, there's a place in Rochester. It's called Cheese Lady of Rochester. Um, for produce, Joe Randazzle does the trick, especially for crudités, where it's just like fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Eastern Market. So I try to support my local farmers by, you know, like using Michigan-grown ingredients and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of different places. But I would say if I'm talking like primary, probably Trader Joe's and Kroger's, the Murray's Cheese section and Kroger's, they have mm-hmm. a good selection. So them and then cheese cheese shops so like if i'm doing a grazing table or if i'm doing you know like usually for my um you know like everyday medium grazing boxes i'll try to put something special in there so um it'll be like some trader joe stuff but then like something that's like exotic yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay we have a listener question a two Mm -hmm. for it's from my boo Um, he wants to know what motivates you because he's like, I think it's so interesting. He's like, does she have a culinary background? Like what made her decide like, this is the business that I want to create and I see like it being lucrative. Yeah, just loving food too damn much. Like, that's essentially what it is. I do not have a culinary background, but I like to eat. So like I said, when I started teaching myself like how to cook and I've always loved charcuterie boards and then just seeing like, okay, the picnic thing was kind of picking up. It was kind of coming here. And I'm like, this is a perfect accompaniment. And then think about it like holidays, birthdays, like people are, you know, like a lot of people have charcuteries at that time, especially mm-hmm. when you think about like what 
weddings and things like that. So I was like, this could potentially be something like if I do the math right and price everything right, then I think it could be something. And it's been pretty good. Like it's been some decent supplementary income. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> and then his second question was overall, what do you want to teach people when it comes to charcuterie? Oh my goodness, that's such a good question. Thank you. He, I got a smart one. Okay. <laughs> right. <I'm laughs> right. Is he a Virgo? <laughs> no. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> Let's see. What do I want to teach people? Um, that's so cool because eventually, like, I do want to teach like cheese and charcuterie classes, but just to teach people how to make these little moments for themselves. So that's the thing with like the cheese and charcuterie box thing. Like, it's just like this little moment. You know what I mean? Where you feel like, okay. This is special. Like, it looks beautiful. I would say the biggest thing that I want to teach everybody is that anybody can do it. If you look at any cheese influencers or board influencers go to some of their first pictures and their mm-hmm. first pictures are always trash like my first pictures are trash like most people are not killing it coming right out of the box mm-hmm. but you with practice like anybody can do it so you know like that's the thing that I want people to know is that you don't have to you know like wait for them I mean I'm here if you need me <laughs> <laughs> but also you know like I just want people to feel empowered to make mm-hmm. like these beautiful food moments for yeah. themselves like why do you take a cooking class because it's like yeah i love going to the restaurant but i want to know how to do this at home sometimes right yeah it's nice to have help with doing them because i feel like whenever i I like to host things at my house Mm -hmm. and whenever i do i always like food is a very big part of my life i feel like i can't have somebody over if i don't have anything to get like i'm always just like you want some crackers you want some like what (laughs) (laughs) like that's just how i am so i try to at least have some charcuterie but sometimes and I'm always running late mm-hmm. so it's like the last minute I'm always like putting something on the board so to have someone else do it is very nice I did like a wine mm-hmm. tasting thing for my birthday one year this was very cool 2019 so mm-hmm. right before Rona um <laughs> but I had my friend who went to culinary school like do all of the food uh-huh. and so she laid out a grazing table so and I literally cool. was just like sitting like all I had to do was just get dressed just so, show up yeah. and it was right there I was like wow <laughs> you mean I could just ask for help right no and we're the same in that respect like I love entertaining people it's something that like me and my husband have always loved to do so if you come to my house like I was cooking some it's like breakfast spaghetti and I told mm-hmm. my friend I was like girl come over and get some of this breakfast spaghetti and I was like she can't just have just breakfast spaghetti. I gotta get some. I gotta cut up some fruit. I gotta brulee some <laughs> yes. some uh, grapefruit. <laughs> so even my yeah. friend that braids my hair, I'll be like, "Did you eat anything? Do you want some? Because right? you're gonna be here for about six hours. Like her yes. stomach be growling. I'm like, you need some food. Like, right? You're like, you, you need something. I got something yeah. for you. But in charcuterie, is just one of those things that if you're having people over, like you can just put it together so quickly and make it look beautiful. Like it's literally something that you can put together in like thirty minutes but make it look like you spent so much time and Mm -hmm. put so much thought into it yeah now tell me about this breakfast spaghetti i'm intrigued okay so (laughs) (laughs) it's a baking cream sauce right that i make from scratch and then i don't know what the pasta is called but it's like it's bucatini but it's like curly bucatini have you ever seen that before let me google and then i just mix it all together and then put some red pepper flakes on it, and then some poached eggs, some kale. Uh, yeah, kale goes in the sauce, and then it's breakfast spaghetti. 
let me know when you would like for me to come over. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, if people come over, like, y'all just have to know, I, I do the most. Like, all of my friends know this. Like, it's, it's, we do the most. And I told you, like, we host, like, these dinner parties all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, our friends come over. Like, I get to cook and practice my food. Like, we, you know, like, talk shit, like, drink wine and stuff like that. So, it's just, I know, right? So, it's just such a good experience. <laughs> I've never seen these noodles before. I can show I you. I got them on my phone. If you have a picture of the breakfast spaghetti. I do spaghetti. have a picture of the breakfast spaghetti. Oops, sorry. Because I am like, I want to try it. <laughs> it's so good. Is your fridge just always stocked with cheese all the time? Yes. Okay. Because I have to taste the different cheeses yes. and know what's going on. And what a great job. All kinds of things. <laughs> I mean, it's cheese. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this is... You know, when people say they don't like cheese like that, I'll be like, are you okay? (laughs) What's going on with you? Okay, I don't have the, here's a picture. All right, y'all, I'm looking at this. Ooh. Oh, that looks very good. I want some. Yeah, it's delicious. Next time I make some, I'll let you know. Okay. I'm trying to change my life, so I don't know. Like, I don't know the next time I. It's all right. Early, y'all. But I did have a nutritionist. Dietitian on the show, and she said, "Eat what you want." And I said, "Okay, you went to school for this." So I was so what, what's the trick? Okay, because I've been doing that. She <laughs> said, "Just practice intuitive eating. Like, don't look at foods as uh-huh. like good or bad. Okay, they're food. You need to nourish yourself. You have to eat. Like, you right? Just, you gotta eat. You gotta That's eat. You gotta so eat. So why why not eat things that you love? You know?" And she said that if you try to restrict yourself from this stuff, so if you like. I love cheese. I'm just not going to eat uh-huh. cheese for three. Like, I could never not eat cheese. Right. Like, that's not realistic. <laughs> I don't even I don't even put that out there. Right. So she said, don't do that because it'll you'll fail because you're you go on this restriction and then you meet a goal and then you binge uh-huh. and then you gain again. And it's just a cycle. Yes. So eat what you want to eat. I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it intuitively, <laughs> though. Because maybe that's what I'm missing. Because I'm like, ooh, I want that. Eat it. I want that. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Me every day. So what else would you like to do with your business? You mentioned cooking, cla- not cooking classes, but classes on how to yeah, teach how to, people. Yeah, how to mm-hmm. put them together. Um, eventually, I would love to have, like, a space that was my own. So, um, you know, like, when you do this kind of stuff, like, you have to work out of, like, commercial kitchens and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it would be nice just to have, like, my own place and then not have to, like, meet people and pull it out of, like, the back of my job. <laughs> <laughs> right because that's Which, sure that's yeah like nobody's complaining about it thus far thank y'all for supporting me <laughs> loving me where i am <laughs> but um yeah i would love to just have like a space where i could teach to classes like mm-hmm. do my stuff there people come pick it up yeah <laughs> um that would be amazing so i guess just having like a physical location is like the next step mm-hmm. um so that's something i'm trying to lean towards like within the next year or so okay can you also talk about the pickup drop off? Uh, yeah. Process? Okay. So, um, I do I do charcuterie Thursday through Saturday. So Thursday, Friday, and Saturday those are my days to do charcuterie so that I can create work life family balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you want it outside of then, um, there's a convenience fee. It's twenty dollars. It's on my website. I will do if and if it makes sense. So if it if it if I can't fit in, if it doesn't make sense, then I still you know like likely won't be able to do it but um for deliveries it's whatever time the person specifies okay um because there's a delivery fee but for pickups on 
Thursdays and Fridays, it's at the Eastern Market. You can pick up for me at 9 a.m. or 6 p.m. And then on Saturdays, I do pickups on at Whole Foods on Mac, um, and that's at 11 a.m. Okay. And then how far in advance do people need to place orders? At least 48 hours for any border box and grazing tables are at least two weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what if somebody is like, I'm having a party tomorrow. I need this That's tomorrow. happened. I know. I'm sure. <laughs> That's happened a lot of times. If I can do it, then... I, I'm the kind of person I hate leaving money on the floor. So I know, right? So I'd be like, okay, if it makes sense, right? Because right. I do like to have balance. If yeah. it doesn't make sense, and I would never want to overextend myself and not give somebody the type of product. Like if I make it so that if what would I want to eat? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so that's how I um do it. Cause you know how you're at the restaurant, you're like, okay, I said extra cheese. Like this is not extra cheese. Mm-hmm. Like put it on there how you would want to eat right. the extra cheese. <laughs> More. <laughs> right. So I make it how I would want to eat it. And so if I can't deliver that um right away, then I'll just let you know. But what I always, always do is I'll refer you to somebody else. So okay. there are a lot of especially um you know, like women of color who are doing charcuterie right now. And we mm-hmm. all talk, we communicate yeah. with each other and stuff like that. And so there'll be times if I can't do something, I'll say, you know, like go to this person or go to that person. And there'll be times where they'll hit me up and say like, Hey, like I couldn't do this order. Do you think you can take it? So I feel like we have a pretty solid network of yeah. like the Metro Detroit That's charcuterie good. women. Yes. Okay. <laughs> charcuterie women. Yes. Charcuterie. That sounds like a reality I was show. I should <laughs> say somebody get Bravo on the line. <laughs> <laughs> so what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? What it means for me, well, first of all, I love Detroit. Like I'm born and raised mm-hmm. in Detroit. Um it mean to me it means that, you know, like I'm a woman and I'm working within my city. Like I'm adding my little you know, like I have my own little niche within the city of Detroit. Like to me, Detroit is one of the best cities. I lived in Chicago for five years and I was coming back all the time. But now that I'm here, I go to Chicago all the time. <laughs> so um, but just being able to in some, you know, like whatever way, like larger or small um being able to have my part you know of my place in the city mm-hmm. so that's what it means to me and giving people good food yes good shark coochie good i got that <laughs> <laughs> now i know you are capped on orders until the end of this week or mm-hmm. okay yep. so where can people go to order What's the earliest date you're accepting right now? <laughs> the earliest date I'm accepting would be for next Thursday. I can't remember the date. So I do Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. and Saturday. But, of course, like, if you need, um, you know, like, an order on the off day, you can always contact me. and We'll see what we can work out. Mm-hmm. I am booked for this week. But you can always go on www.DetroitCharcuterieCo.com. And I always try to update my availability so that way you know. I would I never, I never, would never want anybody to place an order and then be like, oh, shoot, like, I can't do it yeah. that day. Um, so, yeah, I always update my availability there. So mm-hmm. just check that out. You can't miss it because I'm like, I need people to see this right when they get on there. <laughs> I appreciate that because <laughs> I'm even thinking about, like, some DoorDash experiences I've had mm-hmm. where I've ordered food and they're like, actually wear clothes. And I'm like... Do you know that that literally just happened to me the other night? I'm like, you can bring me my Rio's Coney yes, Island, okay? Listen, I'm like, it feels like somebody just, like, put a knife in you. It's so, because I, like, I will put my phone down, because after mm-hmm. I place my order, you're like, whew, okay, that was a lot. Right. And then you pick it up, and it's like, we're sorry, but your order couldn't be fulfilled. No. Like, 
or what happens they're like we're still finding a dash i'm like well where are they well, i'll come pick it up if i have to <laughs> like if where I are must. they <laughs> right yeah yeah i've gotten played before <laughs> so i appreciate the clear no i don't want to play anybody for sure <laughs> And where can people stay connected with you on social? Um, on Instagram, that's all I have right now. Like, I, I'm not a social media person. Um, I personally find it to be overwhelming sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you do that for a living. Um, and so, I t- on my personal accounts, before I had businesses, I was never, ever on Instagram. And then I have this huge thing with just, like, connecting. So, I feel like social media is, like, everybody's always on their phone. Mm-hmm. I want to, like be present and talk to people but you can find me there because <laughs> that's um how people see the product and that's how they can connect with me so I do understand the benefit it's just hard for like business owners who are just like social media adverse like I'm trying to figure out how to navigate you know being able to use social media to connect with my audience and then at the same time like not wanting to open Instagram mm-hmm. at all so the best way and then I think your handle Detroit Charcuterie Co. Yeah, right. it's okay. at Detroit Charcuterie Co. Um, I think the best way just to combat that is like schedule like finding a the scheduling plan. Yeah. Tool yeah. And just taking as many pictures as you can at mm-hmm. once and just scheduling it. Cause like being able to sit it set it and forget it is like a lifesaver. Yeah, I need to do somebody was just telling me about that too. Like mm-hmm. I was complaining about that. And they were like, Do you use a schedule tool? I'm like, What is that? Like, what are you Girl, mean? the best like, thing no. you will ever do. Cause even for work, I like which is crazy, but I'll schedule for the entire month. Cause I'm like, I'm not looking at this. That is so cool. So it's just like one day of doing a lot of things. It'll take me a couple the, days. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll take like four days and I'll mm-hmm. do Monday, I'll do the first week of August, Tuesday I'll do the gotcha. second week. Yeah, gotcha. but it's literally a life saver. yeah like the ca- in the captions i'm like what can i say like what can i say Come get this cheese i know like give me some tips like because that's what gets me i'm like what yeah. <laughs> like lost like what you. what can i say about cheese every day i do freelance stuff sometimes so okay well i will know. definitely be <laughs> soliciting your services <laughs> okay well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Victoria, for coming. You're welcome. Cannot wait to get home to dive into this beautiful board. I haven't even looked at it yet. All I see is it looked like some chocolate from over here. Yes, there's definitely chocolate on Say less. <laughs> thank you guys again. Um, I won't be back next week because I'll be on vacation. But as always, I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better. And I'll be back week after next. Bye. <laughs>